Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It is Going Off Track, recorded live at Rubber Track Studios. So weird when you tape stuff and then say it's live. Because it is live. It's just recorded. This is all digital. It's live right now at this very moment. It is. Can you feel it? I'm being overdubbed in right now. It's just <laughs> it's just totally quiet right now. And I'm sitting trying. Someone's going to talk soon. All right. Brad can mix in anything. It's phenomenal. So uh, Jonah's to my left. Brad's to my right. Mike's at NBC. Like, apparently, he's working, like, crazy hours, but... I just I have this weird feeling that that Mike is going to be just like some news force over at NBC. And one, we're never going to see him again. Two, it's awesome. What a great gig. Yeah, you know. Good what if him. Mike's just like a gangster running some cartel? He's like, yeah, I can't come in today. I got to go. It would be the best facade ever. Yeah, you would never guess it. No, not in the slightest. I sent him some email about Kirk Hammett and his, and his um, uh, horror show collection. Thinking he'd be really psyched because he loves Metallica and he's a big horror thing. And all he wrote back was, fuck him. He bailed on us at New York Comic Con because we were supposed to do this big interview with Kirk Hammett. He's like, and then he makes this book to make me hate him more. Damn it. I was like, how's NBC? Stressed? <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Hammett, the most likable guy in Metallica exactly. by light years. Yeah. I, I was, that's why we Robert were Robert Torello probably seems like a nice guy, too. I interviewed him. He was great. Yeah, and all I talked about was suicidal and infectious grooves. That's cool. Which is kind of fun when you, when you interview... Because, you know, in bands, they send out... They're press people, you know what I mean? Like the guy, like, because, like, I've talked to James and Lars. I can live without talking to them again. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but I got to interview Rob at Bonnaroo, uh, which is awful in itself. But bon- but Rob was super cool and just so nice. Yeah. And then um, uh, the raconteurs were at Bonnaroo one year. God, I went twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they came up and they said, the booker was so upset, like, Jack White's not doing the interview. It's Brendan Benson. And I went, psyched? I love his stuff. I have his I love his solo records. He's great. He's like the the secret weapon in Raconteurs, right. I think. I thought he was phenomenal. So he came over and I was like, Do you mind if we talk about your solo stuff? And his eyes lit up. He was so like not to talk about Raconteurs, which is also a good band. You know, if you lift the Greenhorns who are their rhythm section, who are awesome. So I almost died. A couple nights ago, got off the train. Live in a, a very uh, neighborhood. It's an old neighborhood, so it's not well lit. And I was um, skateboarding home, which is not cool. I'm lousy skateboarding. I have a longboard, which is like push ride. Steven's ride, 14 ride. and lives ride. in California. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live. I live in Huntington Beach. <laughs> it's 74. Um, uh, so I was skateboarding up a hill, 
And there's a line of cars to my right. You know, people get off of the train um, going and um, skating over by the curb. You can't skate on the sidewalk. It's illegal. And also there's a lot of, it's an old neighborhood. So there's tree roots that uproot right. sidewalks. So I'm going up this hill, which is bad enough, which is really push, push, stand, push, stand, <laughs> fuck, push. Um, got my backpack on, which has uh, reflectors on the back. In front of me, this car turns right and is coming for me. And I was getting ready to go around a big pile of leaves because in Jersey, you sweep all your leaves and you push them in the street and they clean them up. It's the greatest thing. Nice. You don't have to bag shit. But that just means for months, there's piles of leaves in the road and it makes the lane smaller. So I'm skating and uh, uh, I'm getting ready to go around this pile of leaves and this guy's coming and he guns it. And I'm like, what? I guess he doesn't see me. Mind you, I do wear a lot of black. My jacket's black and the reflectors are on the back. So benefit of the doubt. But he floors it. Lights are now on me. I jump off the board and he rolls over the board, sends it flying, keeps going, goes to the end of the street, doesn't stop and leaves. And I'm like, dude, that's... Hit, basically a hit and run. Basically a hit and run. So I'm, what the hell? And so I see my board on the other side of the street. All these people jump out of their cars. Dude, are you okay? Are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, I mean, I jumped off with plenty of time. Uh, the front of my board is all scratched up and destroyed, but there's a great tire tread on it. <laughs> um, but it's fine. And I, and I saw him at the end of the street, and I'm like, well, can I skate down there and get his license? And they turned, and he was gone. It's like, well, shit. I don't know what to do. So got on the board. And uh, this woman said, get on the sidewalk. And I went, that's a good plan. I hop on the sidewalk into wet cement. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, in honor of Converse and rubber tracks, my footprint is still there. Nice. I saw it this morning. Thank you. Nice little Chuck tread. I think it might have been even the Varvados tread. So there you go. Um, skated home and I was like, then all of a sudden, you know, your brain starts going like, Shit, I have kids. I could have been nailed, yeah, you know? Dude. And I do give, you know, it's a dark neighborhood, but he gunned it. Right. That was the thing. Florida. And didn't stop when he did hit you. And didn't stop. Kept going. So, yesterday, uh, uh, my cool neighbor walks by, and he's got a five-year-old who goes to kindergarten at the school up the street. He walks by, and we're like, hey, come come in. Come in the house. We've got um, a little holiday presents for you. And Trish made these pretzel sticks with... Uh, chocolate on the ends i should, probably should have brought you guys some sorry mm. they're delicious uh so we came in and we were talking and he skateboards in the neighborhood all the time apparently it's a cool dad thing to do except he can skate for real he's got a nice short board he can ollie and do things whereas i'm push coast <laughs> pray you know you're a commuter yeah i'm a commuter That's exactly <laughs> it. i make no illusions to skateboarding i'm not good it's a means to an end so we start talking i was like oh dude i thought of you the night we share a passion for yelling at people who drive too fast on the street you know, floor in the neighborhood, we have kids and I also have a lot of rocks in my yard. And I'm like, if I throw a rock from my yard, they can't legally do anything because it's basically a threat, right? I could say they're going fast right. as long as I'm on my property. Little loopholes I think about. So we start talking. I was like, yeah, this guy almost ran over me. And he went, wait, what night was this? And I went, oh, it was a couple of days ago. And he went, because I drove past a skateboarder, past the pile of leaves. And I went, I don't think it was you, dude. He went, I didn't, I mean, that was the same. What time was it? I was like, it was about six. He went, that's, that, I was driving. It's like, did you see the car? And I'm like, no, a guy was going too fast. I don't think you would have gunned it. And he was like, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't think or see anything. I guess I had to go check under my car. And I'm like, seriously, man, calm down. I think it's fine. So, um, he leaves with his kid and uh, a couple hours later, he walks over with a longboard deck 
He goes, I feel terrible. It was him for sure. And I went, I don't, I really don't think it was you, man. Cause I think that guy was going really fast. And he went, I mean, you said you broke your board. I went, no, I said, I tore it up. Here's the board. And I took it out and I said, here's the tire tread. Does this match? <laughs> Ooh. And he said, I don't, I don't even know. He said, you know, but you're my friend. And if I almost killed you, I'd feel terrible. And I went, I think it's, think it's cool. And then it got, then it was like, uh, Trish was outside and one of the girls was running around and I was like, I got to go grab them. I mean, thank you. It's really kind of you. I was like, uh, you can, I don't need to have the longboard deck anymore. Well, I don't ride longboards. And then I said, oh, was this from someone else you took out? <laughs> <laughs> I felt really, really bad. He's so nice and so cool. And really, I think you really thought it was him, but I swear I don't think it was that dude. This guy gunned it. Cause you would have seen me jump off the board. Yeah. And you're definitely sensitive to these things when you are, like, you know. I, don't know. I was just it was just weird timing, but here's the other thought. So so after he leaves the house, I looked at Trish and I went, "That shows the character of my neighbor." To yeah. say, "I think that was me," because if that had been me, I wouldn't have said shit till he left, and I would have said to Trish, "I think I almost killed that guy." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have been able to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty big of him, even though you don't even believe him. Yeah, although he may have the thing I have, where I just assume that I'm at fault in every situation. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That was probably me. It's like, dude, you weren't even in that state. I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but you know who it wasn't? Laura Stevenson. Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Connected. Laura Stevenson. Uh, from Laura Stevenson in the cans. In the cans. Uh, she was so divine and so lovely. And uh, a, f- a friend of yours? Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, that was actually the first time we ever talked. I just was a fan, yeah. and we have a lot of mutual friends. It's and, a great story how you yeah. met her. I think it's awesome, and she's awesome. She's great. You should check out Laura Stevenson the Cans. Uh, all their stuff is great, and their new record, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic. And she ran here. Well, she ran here. She wasn't on a skateboard. It's going on All right, Lori, from Long Island originally? Yes. Like like, like flat out, born and raised. Straight up, yeah. Fam- family still there? Um, Yeah. Well, my mom is a snowbird half the year in Florida. In Florida, that okay. That Long Island thing. And Got my it. dad lives on the North Shore on a houseboat. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume they're separated. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. okay. Because if they're together, Forever. that would be weird. Yeah. Or, or, or healthy. Or perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, he lives so uh, on the houseboat year-round? Yes. Wow. And it's very, very, very cold in the winter. And he has like this coal stove thing hooked up, sort of, without really a, a proper flu- flume, flu. Uh-huh. He doesn't have a proper uh, circulation of air, so I'm always afraid he's... <laughs> Asphyxiate? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he has a one year... Well, his birthday's on Christmas Day, so I went over there on Christmas Day, and he goes and he picks up all these bags of coal from Pennsylvania because it's much cheaper out there. So he has like hundreds of little bags of coal like stacked in front of the only exit of his boat so he was, and then <laughs> he was terrible the entire year yeah and he has this little coal coal stove but it never really fully ignites so he has to keep uh, a torch on it to uh kind of keep the coals stoked somewhat and then he has a is your fan father living in another that? time period is he in the 19th century <laughs> well he has an electric fan hooked up to it so yeah that's that's kind of it's kind of like steampunk 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <It's> pretty terrible. <laughs> well done with steampunk. Yes. Well played. <laughs> I just learned recently it's one of those things where steampunk been around since like the 70s. There was a guy who coined the term and one of those things I had no idea about till a couple of years ago. I still it's don't really ridiculous. understand it. It's like something with jewelry, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of jewelry or oh, something? it's like hats and a lifestyle. I'm not really sure. I think uh, someone was explaining it to me. It's like the movie Wild Wild West. Yeah, kind of. That is steampunk. It, it was, I think, from what I researched, and by research I mean looked at Boing Boing once, uh, <laughs> it was a, a writer who you know coined the phrase, but it falls into um, a, a world where... Uh, you know, steam engines and things, uh, that's where technology kind of ended. And that's where everything comes from, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, I've got this uh, I've got this gun, but it's powered by steam, you know. <laughs> steam gun. Yeah. Does it have anything to do it's with, terrifying. like, punk bands? Like, is it? No? No, no I don't think okay. so. Not in the slightest. There's not, like, steampunk bands? I think, I think bands. there was an anime movie called Steampunk, I think, uh. that, fell, that fell into the category. But, um... Your father's basically steampunk but doesn't know it. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. And your mother just thinks, yeah, whatever he's doing as long as he's not burning himself to death. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Basically. Wow. So she lives in, in Florida. Now, uh, you grew up there and where where you live about now? I live in Bushwick. Bushwick. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Up and coming, as they say. Yeah. A lot mm. of... Uh, Really loud, annoying parties in my building every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, wow. Sunday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> you're, done, you're done with the whole party thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really go to places. <laughs> I went and saw Pulp Fiction last night. That's like, that's like an outing for me. I wow, like. was it playing somewhere? Yeah, they were doing like a 20th anniversary uh, thing. In oh theaters all over oh, Manhattan. <laughs> I know, isn't that insane? Wow. Uh, yeah. You mean the movie I went to see when it came out? Yeah. <laughs> movie I went that to you see drove to. That I drove to with my friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were finishing college. <laughs> I just need to cry for a second. <laughs> that and killing in the name is 20 years old? How am I supposed to react to anything new? <laughs> Oh, man, speaking of new stuff, I uh, the first time I saw your band was at the Knitting Factory, I think, with Fake Problems. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, like, so hard for me to get into new bands now. I feel like it's harder than it's ever been. And uh, I really like your music, and that, like, oh, never thanks. happens. So then I bought the record, and it's great, and then I found out Zach put it out. And the guy who put out her record was my old intern at AP, and I grew up with his brother in Ohio. What? So, yeah. But, I mean, what... Uh, and you and you found out all that after realizing you liked the band. It had nothing to do with that yeah. connection before. So and then that's I felt, cool. Yeah. I felt bad because I'd like ignored everything else he'd written about his label. And then I was like, "Hey, I really like one of your records." He's like, "Oh, really?" Um, so yeah, kind of a jerk move. But uh, that's, that's not the even opposite a of a jerk move. You legitimately got into an artist by by hearing their music, which for us happens so rarely. It's not someone going, "Hey, listen to this." Yeah, you know, no, so that's you heard true. someone live. That's a great experience. Yeah. Of course you knew someone involved. You know everybody. I don't know. But that's, this isn't even a question. Um, I was hoping it would lead into a question yeah. organically, and I feel like now it's just think me it's giving compliments. No, it's a good compliment <laughs> hey, to thanks. have. You're welcome. <laughs> right, you how'd like you get it? involved in music? There, That's the good opener. Uh, um, well, I was put in piano lessons when I was little, and my grandfather was a composer. My grandmother was a singer. Really? So, what, kind, what did he compose? Um, 
Well, I can't say he technically composed it anymore because of legal issues, but the little drummer boy. And do you hear what I hear? What? He was like, <laughs> in, yeah, I know. <laughs> he was like in the writing team. Uh, For Joan Jett? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was cool. Now that's sick, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so my mother, they were, those were my mother's parents, so they kind of just like pushed me because my mom played piano but never like took it anywhere so i was like the grandkid that like seemed to take a shine to music so they put all that energy into me like a positive music. shine like you were like you showed an aptitude and you enjoyed it or it was here take piano lessons your grandfather composed stuff yeah it was a little bit of both um because i was like playing by ear and like i'd like sing songs in my room and my mom would catch me doing that <laughs> singing out the window crying Mostly about my cat that ran away. Aww. <laughs> Those are all like my first couple songs. What year about. did your cat run away? How old I was little, five or six. His yeah. name was Charlie O. Yeah. He was a very special it's, I, cat. I have that <laughs> ex- same experience. We had Tiger and he ran out. He ran away. And my parents said, oh, he was killed because he was bit by a snake, which just didn't help matters. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah, really? <laughs> was that the truth or was that their way of like... I think that was just justifying my dad's rampant killing of snakes coming in from the woods. I have no idea. He loathes them. Um, But that can affect you as a child. And of course, yeah. Because it's like rejection and loss. Like, why don't you want to stay with me, cat? Yeah. Was I not good enough? Strong, man. No, you know. Well, to go to go to that. To go to that angle. So why don't you want to stay with me instead of going, oh, it's a cat. It's going to take off, maybe. Well, you know, then you see Homeward Bound and you know cats can come back. They could travel all over the place, you know? Those movies, man. <laughs> One, they don't talk to each other. The fact that, that dog and cat would hang out together is yeah. just not apt. Sassy and Chance? No. And Shadow? Also, don't you think... Wow! The gang! <laughs> <laughs> then they get lost in New York. She wrote a song about it. <laughs> but were you coming up with songs? Did your mom hear you humming and creating things? Yeah, I would, like, write things, not write them down. But then I wrote my first song was about Christopher Columbus and... I got a prize. What? I was in first grade. <laughs> first grade, they had a songwriting contest? Where did you go to school? Yeah, well, it was like a weird thing. I forget what it was called. At the end of every year, you could do like, you could do a writing sample or like drawing. And there was like a, there was a topic. So the year that I did it, the topic was Dare to Discover. So my song was called Dare to Discover because I was very creative. But it was about Christopher Columbus. Was it controversial? Totally. I mean... <laughs> You've heard the stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have heard the stories. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Columbus's controversy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mean drunk. <laughs> Herpes. What? <laughs> Hope you got it on the book. We just lost the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, where are you listening? <laughs> um, wow. So, okay. So, you won a songwriting contest, like school-wide kind of thing? Just kind it of was like, yeah. It was like, yeah. It was like a weird... I don't know if it was statewide or nationwide, but I won for, like, my school. But I didn't win for the higher-up. That's levels. all right. Yeah, you know. It's fashion. You want to tell me lose some. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your parents decide to, you know, get you involved in piano. Was that something... Did you enjoy it? Mm. Yeah. Um, I had little, little. Not nursery school, but elementary school early. Probably, wow. like, six. And was it somewhere, I mean, what, did you know your grandfather then or your grandparents? Okay. So was he, I mean, did he assist in any kind of, um, he, 
he made the music for like he notated Dare to Discover for me. Like he put it on staff paper for me. Wow. Yeah. So I had a little help. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah. But um so like we that was our project that we worked on together. But then that was it. Then I kinda just went my own way. Got into like, some experimental stuff. <laughs> it's, it's essential I think to have you know to have somebody to kind of inspire you because I got I took piano lessons very young and just dropped it like I hated it I didn't stick with it and yeah. God I wish I had but but there was nobody in my family that was musical or could play but my mom was very artistic and so you know I got really into art and um, stuck with that yeah. except now where I'm in music so it's flip flop but I think that's the difference when you're really young is to have somebody that you know really well, right? Yeah. And you could see like their work ethic or, yeah. you know. So he was still uh, actively composing at the time. Yeah, but he was writing some weird stuff. He he was kind of weird, like listening to his records because um, he was like a choral arranger and everything is like really dissonant at points and like kind of like modernist. It's weird. I never like thought about it when I was little because it all sounded really normal to me because mm -hmm. it was songs I heard all the time. But like on that record, like Sing Me Now of Christmas where the little drummer boy's on it and like um, a lot of it's just really, really weird. Even the little drummer boy is really, really weird. Like his arrangement is like bizarro. Yeah, those the, the skill of being able to take something that's got a weird time signature and kind of a fucked up arrangement but then sounds normal... I often think that it's like listening to Rush. Like, we're going to make it sound normal. But well, it sounds normal <laughs> now because you've heard it a million times. Yeah. It, little Drummer Boy, if you look at it objectively and think about it, it's not. Yeah, she's right. It's really an odd. It's weird. People yeah. don't like it, too. Like, I always see, I always see, like, even my friends, like, tweet, like, ugh, I heard Little Drummer Boy again today. Like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, Well, there are a bunch of dirty Philistines. That is my favorite <laughs> Christmas tune. What tomb. the fuck is oh, a rumpa pum pum anyway? Yeah. I don't what know. What is that? That's speaking syncopations with that. <laughs> so how did he feel when David Bowie wanted to add a verse? Uh, I thought that that whole thing was awesome. I don't know how he felt about it, but he at one point sued Jefferson Airplane for something. So he was not that cool, I guess. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's amazing. He didn't he sue got, Bowie, like, but he sued Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, down. I, I like him. You He's know. like, I dig Bowie. <laughs> White Rabbit. Oh, they're going down. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be interesting. So he, so, uh, you know, uh, the legality of, you know, uh, artist rights and things and, you know, owning your own stuff is fascinating to me. So I guess he, was he at the forefront of that for I have no idea. composition or? I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, but you can't, but now you can't say he, he wrote Little Drummer Boy or he was part of it anymore? No, I mean, I could say he was part of it, but there's, there's like three people in the writing team. Mm -hmm. And, like, his Wikipedia page got altered and, like, so I don't know, like, what I'm allowed to say anymore. And, like, so I just say, yeah, he was involved. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> he was involved in that whole thing. And what about your grandmother? She said she was a singer. Yeah, she sang with Benny Goodman. Um, that's how she met my grandpa because they were both, like, working for CBS. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did she yeah. sing with Benny Goodman? Was she just, a, like, an actual singer with a... On recordings and things? Yeah, she's on the recording for this year's Kisses, which is one of his tunes. But um, she just toured with them and, you know, he had many, many singers. But he mm. told her that she was his favorite. But he might have said that to everybody. But That's she was really, really good. <laughs> wow. And did yeah. she sing her whole life? 
Yeah. Well, she got emphysema because she did a lot of Lucky Strike commercials. Zowie, LSMFT. Yeah. What does that mean? Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought I that was up... like LFMAO or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's brand new. She's so... sexy and she knows it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, my dad is really into radio shows. And so I grew up listening to like Jack Benny and things all the cool. time, thinking that that's normal and kids do that. <laughs> and Jack Benny was sponsored by Lucky Strike. So I didn't know what that was, but I knew all these like crazy Lucky Strike ads and things <laughs> because they, in the radio shows, they would include the, the advertisers, the announcers, part of the show. And they would incorporate it into, um, they would integrate it into the show. It was hilarious. And so the, the the ad guy would come in and talk to Jack Benny. He's like, "What are you here for?" And he's like, "I need some Lucky Strike." But they would make it a joke. It's really clever and worked out. And not as I don't know. I wish more television programming would do that and not have commercials. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so she smoked a lot of Lucky Strikes. Did she die from um, that? Uh, eventually, her health was just like she was just really frail because she didn't really like eat food ever. She just drank a lot of scotch and. Smoked Lucky Strikes. She That's, was cool. Some people call that food. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Vegetable. Yeah. Tobacco. Did she inspire you as a singer at all? Or Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Did she help you sing? Did you? Was that part of your training as a musician, singing at all? Uh, not formally, but I was in like choir and I was like an acapella nerd in high school. Ah, what does that mean? You know, like Glee makes it cool now, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody loves each other, but acapella was not cool in my high school i don't know actually because i've never seen glee but i feel like they're the cool kids in school is that not true i think they play them to not be the cool kids oh uh, okay but if you met them you'd be like oh you're the, you're the yeah cool why ones. are these kids so attractive <laughs> how come they're not popular yeah i don't get it <laughs> so you had an acapella group in your school and i randomly turned on an episode of that that acapella show that nick lachey hosted it was a the uh, voice? No, not the voice. No, I don't know. Um, you're looking at me like I know. Yes. <laughs> Searching. Because I know, Jonah, I know you're a big acapella fan. <laughs> like Ben Ben Folds was a judge and it was literally they oh, cool. have. So when they have the, uh, these acapella groups now, they have someone who basically is like a beatboxer and who just like they just keep the rhythm so that everyone can sing and dance around and do things. Was that how it was done when you were in acapella I at all? I wish. Okay. <laughs> were you the beatboxer? Yeah, I was the beatboxer. Wow. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was really, really good at it. No, it was more like really lame. Uh, and then I was in this thing called the Madrigal Group, which was an all-girls, like, old English carol singing thing. It was, that kind of had beatboxing because there was, like, a lot of, like, bum, bum, bitty, bitty, like, we had a Madrigal choir in my school. Yeah, they have dudes in it too. So oh, cool! It was bonkers. Yeah, uh, and that was like that was like a prestigious thing that everyone wanted to be in. And I remember auditioning, and I can't sing a note. And the <laughs> the, the the choir teacher went, "You have an interesting voice," and I went, "And I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was doing? Did you do a mic drop? No, I guess yeah. you can't. It's like we're done. It's like you know what? Yeah, I guess that's very funny. Invisible mic drop. <laughs> I had to rehearse for this play when I was in Temple, and uh, I had to sing, and I didn't want to sing, so I just recited We Didn't Start the Fire, but, like, talked it, <laughs> <laughs> and because I knew all the words, and they were like, wow, that you're, you learned a lot from that song. Like, I didn't know what anything meant. They're like, that's a lot of information. That's great. <laughs> and they never called me. JFK blown away. Yeah. What else do I have to yeah. say? 
thalidomide, like all this stuff I'm talking about, I have no idea what Every it is. single time you've referenced that song now makes sense. You've done I it still remember bunch. it, I think. Yeah. It's a pretty good song. I was watching like live YouTube performances of it, of him doing it and then covers of it. Uh, it's still it's a pretty interesting song. Yeah. Right? He should keep going. <laughs> that, should, that song should just get longer and longer and longer. Yeah. It should never end. Should you can add current right events to it. Yeah, I would I would be so much smarter if that happened. <laughs> That's like the only way for me to process information. And you know, retain like, it. Yeah. World history up to 1985. Yes. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> what like happened right, after yeah. the rock and roll cola wars? I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, how done. did this turn out? <laughs> <laughs> so were you listening, what kind of music were you listening to when you were kind of doing your acapella thing? Um, I was really into like punk and ska when I was a okay. kid. That was like, well, the acapella times were like ninth through 12th grade. So that was when I was like really into Operation Ivy and yes. going to shows on the weekends. Were you really into, we just had, we've had a lot of Long Island hardcore people on the show mm-hmm. who like love Long Island hardcore, like Silent Majority and all these bands. Like, were you into that stuff at all? Um, not as much. Not as much. I was, I was from Nassau County, so I feel like a lot of the hardcore kids were from Suffolk. Okay. Like the hardcore and like the cool punk bands, like Ladderman and stuff, that was like all Suffolk County. It was not very cool in my county. A lot of ska bands like Norma's Lemon Stand and stuff like that. Simon Has No Pants. Just different bands like that. <laughs> they were my favorites. <laughs> Just more shout outs to local bands. I love it. I always love that. Gotta, gotta love like the ska band names. Yeah. I'm just thrilled that, 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 that ska was not in those. You know, yeah, not hurling out ska. It's like, oh, you're a ska band. How do I know? Because ska isn't the damn name. Yeah. <laughs> Skocker mom. That was my favorite one. <laughs> Skocker mom. Like soccer mom. That <laughs> with ska <laughs> is now my favorite ska name ever. It's really good because it's just, so awkward. <laughs> that just changed. I, I'm I'm very sorry, Jr. But <laughs> JC Super Ska was my favorite until now. <laughs> Skocker mom. I have a CD of this band Flux Capacitor, and it's got like the DeLorean on the cover <laughs> from Back to the Future. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. well familiar. Sorry, you look perplexed. <laughs> Wait, do no. they play '80s songs in bluegrass? I'm trying to remember. I saw them in Ohio when I was like in high school, and I thought they had like the coolest name, so I bought their record. That's a very they cool name. Somebody was just telling me about like. something like that. Really? Like yesterday? Yeah. There's a there's a bluegrass band that does um, ACDC covers. Oh, oh cool! My gosh, I have that CD. Hey, C Dixie. Yeah. Oh, cool! It's a great totally record. Sick. It's ridiculous. They're so good. Yeah. I They're love amazing. that. It's, I mean, it's like you always think you're a good musician, and you might lampoon country or something, and then you hear bluegrass, and you go. Damn. <laughs> yeah. There was, oh, I know, the flux capacitor thing. Somebody was telling me yesterday, it's probably just another thing, but Ingrid Michelson, you know Ingrid Michelson? No. She's okay. a lady. I don't really know. I know she's a lady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> but she had, like, somebody in her band has a band called Flux Capacitors. Really? Yeah. It's a great name. And they do bluegrass 80s. That's so, from, cool. so did you decide... When did you start playing in bands not school-related, not a cappella and or um, madrigal? After high school. I was like 18 or 19. I okay. joined Bomb the Music Industry, which is like a crazy, crazy band. Yeah, now is that, that full-on a band or is it, would you call it a collective of people? Just- 
It was a collective when mm-hmm. I joined. Mm-hmm. I was in like the first installment, but I was in like the touring installment. So that was like a little smaller than the col- mm-hmm. the, the collective when you're home, when everybody's like, oh, I go to work, but I'll come and, I don't know, play the flugelhorn. I don't know. But um, flugelhorn? <laughs> this is, that was the most random instrument I could think of. <laughs> I don't really know what that is. <laughs> it's a type of horn, I think I it is. I would go for hurdy-gurdy. But that, oh, that what is a hurdy-gurdy? Out. Oh, it's a fun one. It's a, um, uh, it's a, like a string thing, but just there's a crank on it. Oh, cool. So you have to like crank, crank it the up. end of it and then play it. It's ridiculous. Look it up. It's fun. <laughs> the hurdy-gurdy. With U's or E's? Uh, H-U-R-D-Y. G-U-R-D-Y. Very nice. Yeah, it's a fun instrument. In Bond the Music Industry, oh, what is. was your role? Oh, cool. Um, I'm seeing the hurdy-gurdy right now. <laughs> oh, it's yes. very good. Thanks to the intranets. Yeah, look at that thing. Wowzers. Yeah. Crank that monster. That's something else. <laughs> you can play that right now. <laughs> um, what was my role? I played keyboards. I had mm. like a double-tiered keyboard stand, so I had like this giant Yamaha motif keyboard that was like 88 keys and then on top i had a synth so i'd do like organ with the piano and then like synthy stuff Did you always ca- the synth- um i don't know <laughs> whatever jeff had an alesis maybe um but the synth wasn't mine it was just like a tiny little thing or a micro korg right had, had you kept up all through <laughs> high school at piano lessons or just got to the point where i, I can play uh i i stopped at like 10th or 11th grade i was like mm-hmm. what am i gonna do with my life <laughs> i don't think i want to be a professional piano player i'm not that good i wasn't that good i was fine mm. i was fine <laughs> that usually means you can play i'm always very skeptical when people are like eh, i'm okay because you can always tell the false modesty with people you know when people are like i'm okay you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But you know, you're amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's hard to say you're good at something, too. I mean, it's hard for me to say anything positive about myself, but uh, I feel like it's hard to be like, yeah, I'm great at this. Because then you sound kind of like you're, condescending. You, you need to prove yourself yeah. like you're not that good. Yeah. I feel yeah. like people who are really good at stuff never say they are. They're kind of. No. I think it's easy. I think the, the sneaky way to say is, I like to do it. And that usually means that, you know, you enjoy playing, you have an aptitude, and you can hold your own. And, and that means you can play, you know? Yeah. Like, do you like playing piano now? Um, we have a piano in my apartment, which is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I play that. But, I mean, I'm not like a... I'm, I can't, like, riff around, you know? Like, I can't be like, oh, let me sit down while you're, like, <laughs> chugging away on your little guitar. <laughs> I'm going to play a little thing for you. <laughs> I like that voice. <laughs> Thank you. That's my my riff guy voice. <laughs> but I can't really do that. You know, I just like, I'll play what I'm doing and I can write on my own, but I make mistakes, you know, because mm-hmm. like my brain's like, what, what is this key? What are the black notes in this key? Because I don't play enough anymore, you know, so you lose it. So eventually yeah. you decided to kind of do your own thing or how did the kind of the thing with the cans kind of come about? Oh, um, well... My dad bought me a guitar uh, when I was, like, in 10th or 11th grade, so I was, like, learning on that. When you decided not to play piano, that might have been the reason. Oh, yeah. 
Thanks, Dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can stand with this one. This is awesome. <laughs> this is much better. I like this. There's not that many choices for me because I can only play chords, so that's easy. Um, but yeah, so then I couldn't really write on the piano. I was I was writing a little bit, but I, everything just kind of sounded like a lame ballad. Like I couldn't write really. So then with the guitar, I just started like writing on my own, and it like it was just like a lot easier for me. And then. Uh, and then I just started kind of doing that while I was in Bond the Music Industry. And then they would sometimes play with me, like my friends from Bond the Music Industry would back me up at like practice and, you know. How long did Bond the Music Industry tour? Um, they are just stopping now. They wow. are just like pu- putting a uh, a stopper on it because one of the guys is moving to Australia and I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> so, that will limit touring. Yeah, it might make it a little more difficult. <laughs> That's an expensive tour of the U.S. Yes. <laughs> 24 meet you in L.A. Flight. Where else are you going to meet me? <laughs> yeah. So I think that, that that's it for now. But the lead singer is not going to stop doing wow. his thing because he's like the most amazing songwriter ever. He just he can throw songs into the air like so easily. It's, it's awesome. People like that annoy me. I know. <laughs> I heard, He's I heard, a terrible person. I've heard from many people Ryan Adams was like that. Is that oh, true, really? Brad? Yes. He's amazingly prolific. Yeah. He just kind of hangs out. And, and just... his stuff, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's good. Like, you know, it's not like it's just a bunch of drivel. Yeah. I feel like it's a little hit or miss. So I feel like if he had, like, more of an editor, like, yeah, no, those double sure. CDs could be, like, really solid single yeah, albums. Absolutely. But he, there are people that are as prolific as him that just just you don't you're not really interested in hearing it you know like at worst his stuff is maybe mediocre you know what i mean yeah and at I, best he writes some great songs yeah that's true i feel like i feel that way with every guided by voice record i was just gonna say i get like a bob pollard solo record like every two weeks yeah i can't even listen to him anymore yeah because it's, it's like i don't need to listen to 20 songs to find the five awesome ones. yeah put the five yeah. awesome ones first yeah. and then i'll leave the rest on the background while i'm cleaning the house I like that one song off of the one that didn't just come out, but the one right two weeks before that or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep it in motion or something like that. Got off Eat the Factory. I think so. Yeah. It's go. so awesome. Yeah. I just listen to that song over and over again, and I don't listen to any of the other ones. I'm really bad. Right. That's no, how I listen to records. That, that's, no, <laughs> because then you take that, and then you add that to your long Guided by Voices mix you've been building since yeah. college. Right. <laughs> you know? You, you need to, yeah, you've got to do that. So you... So they're still going. When did you decide to to branch off? Um, probably like three and a half, four years ago, maybe longer. Oh my gosh, yeah, like four years ago. See, I told you four years was a long. Four time. years. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> four years. Who wow. am I? Was that something that you're like? Ah, I like you guys. I want to do this. Or what prompted the move? It wasn't even. It was just like a really organic branch off you know because i was like we still like did a bomb the music industry and cans tour so like then we all were in the same van and we shared equipment and that was like the cans first full u.s tour so it was like we were all still a part of each other's worlds and playing together so often and like sharing members that it was not it didn't feel like two separate things just nerd music question do you, do you ever listen to can um can is that german band yes yeah <laughs> yes. uh my boyfriend really likes can they're that they're the Most ones that have the <laughs> i get them confused with noi 
Is it kind of the same thing? It's in that it's in that vein, but Can had two different singers. Okay, they have singers. They, they, had, they had one guy uh, whose last name was Mooney, and then he left, and then they got this Japanese <gasps> Yeah, the Japanese guy. His last name was Suzuki. Mooney Suzuki. Yep. And then he and his and then he started singing and he couldn't even sing in German, just like screech in Japanese and it's crazy. You listen to Can? No, not Dude, really. You, oh, you'd love it. <laughs> really? It's like German Frank Zappa. It's crazy, crazy fun stuff. Ugh. They have a record where the cover, if you look at it, you're like, that looks familiar. Oh, that's Galactus from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> like, it's just this creepy fun stuff. So forgive me when I was like looking at the title, uh, the name of the group. I was like, oh have to be that guy and ask about can <laughs> yeah no i don't know i'm just uh i'm more of like a songy song person mm-hmm. so like kind of like journey crazy we listened to a lot of that when we were driving on the autobahn in germany because mike was like we gotta listen to like <laughs> can and Noi and all those bands that i'm a craft work yep. and like all that stuff and you know it's cool it's cool listening but i'm i'm more like give me a song mm-hmm. give me you know it doesn't have to be the formula, you know, mm-hmm. but I need, I need a song. A little bit of structure. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of structure goes a long way for me. No, like jackhammers or whatever in the song. Hopefully, <laughs> I find listening to German music, it often helps picturing them talking about the song while writing it. Then it's just funny. Okay, here we put the jackhammer, and then you have the guitar <laughs> over here. Hit the distortion pedal, hook it up to an amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> and they're dressed like. Uh, Mike Myers on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, what was yeah. that character? Sprockets. Sprockets. Dieter. <laughs> Dieter. Yes. Lieber mein Affenschminky. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so I got that out of the way. Yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. Where did the name come from? Um, it kind of just developed. We had two friends, two of my friends that actually don't play in the band anymore because um, they became like real people. Um and they they called themselves the cans on the first show real show that we played mm-hmm. and then it kind of just became like oh i don't know like whoever can play with us you know <sighs> we're like a jangly a bunch of cans i don't know i hate it um so we're then it's probably going to be a very very <laughs> successful enterprise i find most bands <laughs> who hate their name yeah. always end up well like you've talked to like uh you know, Green to the like, hey, the stupid name. <laughs> yeah. It's us forever. Or um, even Billy Corgan, he's like, it's the dumbest name. <laughs> you know? I do hate the name Smashing Pumpkins because one time I was insulted by a middle schooler. I was sledding and I thought this guy was really cute. I had my cool starter jacket on. And he said to his friend that it was like Smashing Pumpkins without the pumpkins. And that was his way of saying that I had, was flat chested. <laughs> but... So every time I hear Smashing Pumpkins, it's like the insult doesn't even make sense. It was like poorly crafted. But every time I think about Smashing Pumpkins, it reminds me about being an underdeveloped middle schooler that was wearing a starter jacket. It's kind of an apt description of the band. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, I got a lot of those. Wow. (laughs) I got a lot of stuff like that. In my arsenal of sadness. <laughs> arsenal of sadness, please. Yeah. That's going to be the name of the next record. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very fun, smiley person. I've only just met you. Yeah. So is that the wellspring from your song, Sadness? Yeah, pretty much. Melancholia. <laughs> yeah. The and the infinite. In the infinite <laughs> sadness, yes. No. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of sadness. 
Uh, do you find that's a, an easy way for you to write? Yeah, I'm pretty happy right now, so I don't know. This might be the that, end. Do you find that that makes it hard for you to write? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Got to start messing stuff up in my life. Get some uh. more material. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, definitely going in like a different direction with like the new songs I'm writing. Well, our last record the last record the record that we just finished that got mastered two days ago so i can't start talking about it as our last record because it hasn't even come out yet but that is like all done and now i have like three only three songs that i've been working on in the meantime mm-hmm. for the next record so that i only have three songs that's really scary um but they're all like weird because i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> so they suck. It's the it's the classic <laughs> songwriter dilemma: is how to write when you're not upset about. Something. Yeah, I mean, I it know. truly is. It's eternal. Yeah. yeah, but what about the songwriters who, you know, they, they write from another <clears throat> point of view? You know, you can put yourself in that, you know, character you of you know. What if I had? Cancer? You have to have empathy. You gotta be great, though. That's the thing, <laughs> yeah. and that's the that's what separates. Yeah, you know, that's what like I mean. Truly, it's really difficult. Yeah, but then say... It's hard to write when you're happy. It really is. But then say you evolve, you know, say you're happy now. Does that change the way you feel about the sad songs when you perform them? No, because I, I remember where I was at, you know. I was growing. I was In channel. Yeah, I was, I was going through, you know, what you go through when you're early 20s, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's the, that's the successful thing. You got to yeah. remember. You got to have a good memory. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, that, well, unless you're going through it right then, right. those Beatles who broke up at 29. <laughs> it's probably like, like we're not going to get any better. Might as well just end this crap right now. <laughs> Finish it. Um, so you're gonna, so uh, is the happiness because of the successful relationship, you would say? Or just pretty in general? Yeah. Right or did on. you get a pet and replace your cat, maybe? I should get a pet and then it should run away. And then I'll have a whole new record of stuff. <laughs> well, you live in Bushwick. Just walk outside and pick one up. Yeah, that's true. We have cats in our building. <laughs> yeah. That live like in the halls and in the basement. That's I very don't good know for the... why. But it's it's to strange. keep the vermin out. That's it definitely a very keeps smart the vermin out. Having. Yeah. That's what I love about New York. Like you walk into a deli and there's a cat. <laughs> How is it not eating all the sausage? Because it's fed. <laughs> it's full of rats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time I went to Bushwick, my friend was like six years ago. My friend lived in the loft there, and I walked in and they had a vending machine, and it had like Coke and stuff, and then it just had a thing that said Bush. And they had like bush beers in the That's vending awesome. machine for like fifty cents, and we would that constantly rules. have to find like quarters, and like everyone was just buying these beers. Wow! And I was like, "This place is so awesome! You guys have a beer vending machine? Like, do all buildings have this?" Yeah. I thought it was like a thing, <laughs> but then it was bush beer, so that yes. was why. It was which, great, which cost twenty five cents. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. When yeah. did you move from Long Island out here? Um, to the big city. I've been living here on and off like we've lived in like east williamsburg crown heights um prospect heights mm-hmm. we've lived all over and when you finished school uh meaning high school and acapella it out mm-hmm. uh, did you immediately start with the band or did you go to college did you go to further education i had a semester at skidmore college mm-hmm. um evan dando went there i just found out wow yeah i love evan dando I'm going through a phase. He's great. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just like listening to a lot of Lemonheads and like reading his Twitter all the time, tweeting at him when I'm drunk. Nice. He doesn't tweet back. It's like <laughs> bad. <laughs> I just think he's great. Drunk tweet. He is great. Which, which records? Which, uh, which um, Come on, Feel the Lemonheads. Yeah, it's the best and one. It's a shame about opinion. Ray. Those are like the two that I'm listening That's, to right now. Come on, Feel the Lemonheads. I, 
I think that's a CD that if I still had it, it probably wouldn't play because it just full scratches and played and played. I love that record. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize awesome. that Juliana Hatfield was in the Lemonheads. I thought she just kind of sang, but she she was in the band. I think she's touring with them right now. No, she was supposed to, and I was super psyched. <gasps> yeah, and then she dropped off. I don't know, but she's on. She's doing their new record, and uh, Ryan Adams is producing it or something. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. That should be awesome. But yeah, I just think Evan Dando's awesome. Going through a weird phase. Why did I say that? Oh, about Skid Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they kicked me out. Oops. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I didn't go to class ever, and my roommate thought that i was she like my roommate decided to put me on suicide watch i was fine uh i just like didn't get out of bed okay let's go back <laughs> for like for a, a couple months <laughs> did you have mono or something or? <laughs> yeah <laughs> mono of the heart <laughs> i don't know i'm detecting a theme here mono. <laughs> do you That's fall fast and fall hard uh does it all go back to the cat leaving <laughs> oh in love you mean yes no 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 i was uh I, de- I didn't fall in love until I was, like, 23. So this was... This I don't think anybody just... really does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I didn't even fall in like Yeah, I was just l- lonely in my Little world. mopey? Yeah. What about, so. were, you re- were you reading something? I, know, I, was, I was smoking a lot. Mm, that, that'll mm-hmm. do it. So I think smoking that... Smoking and sleeping. Yeah, smoking mm. and sleeping. And... <laughs> That's college. Yeah. <laughs> I was self You were doing exactly what you were supposed to be doing in college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Who's this roommate? Let's did call Did she her. tell you she was going to put you on su- Suicide Watch? Or was she like, hey, like, no big deal. I'm just going to do this thing. Don't <laughs> worry about it. She wanted really to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had like, uh, she and like my other sweet mates were like worried about me. And there was like a whole like thing with the dean and like student affairs. And I don't know. What? It got weird. And then they put me on medical leave. Uh, were you showering? I think i don't remember much about that time you have dreads i'm sure <laughs> i always get like a little dread in the back of my head but that's just like just calm you, that out you can't reach it yeah well i don't know if that's where the pillow goes you know <laughs> <laughs> and now in the winter the scarf goes there so i just always have like a eternal dread accidental eternal dread another one there's another i'm writing these all down yeah <laughs> <laughs> just coming up just brainstorming but yeah so, wow, so you were like, suicide watch, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, they made me go. And I'm taking my gear with me. And then I I was going to go back in the spring. Or no, not for the, the spring. I had to take off. And then that summer, I was like, okay, I'm ready to come back. You know, like, I'm ready to start my life again. And they were like, you didn't apply for medical leave. You had to formally apply for it. And I was like, you said it was mandatory. And so it was just like a miscommunication and then they disenrolled me and I would have had to re-enroll and then like reapply for the following spring. So I was just like, Ugh, this was not meant to be. Wow. So I went to like community colleges and Hunter and then Queens. I graduated from Queens. Right. Yeah. Did it. And you're still alive? I am alive. <laughs> so that's she was great. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm sure she could have been a little right. <laughs> she had the she had, you know, she had the best of intentions. Why do you think you didn't get out of bed just I don't know. I was depressed. Really? You know, what are you going to do? 18 years old? Yeah. Who am I? What, 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 that happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> hormones, probably a lot of hormone stuff. Yeah. You know? Gotta get out of your system. I was menopausal. <laughs> <laughs> it's early menopause. 18. 
It's like every, the opposite of menopause. Yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all women are pre-menopausal. <laughs> it's true. Until menopause. <laughs> and then you're post-menopausal. Your whole life is just oh, yeah. dominated by hormones. Yeah, it's a, it's a rude thing. It's terrible, but I'm, I'm chugging along. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're very happy your roommate was incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> you put me on what? Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, good cool. Look, good looking out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you gra- what was your degree in when you graduated? Um, art history, and then I went on to get because there's my a lot of dough in that. In that. Yeah, there's a lot of dough, like straight out of college, in that. Yeah, so. <laughs> so you can look at a painting and go, mm, "That's a whole bunch." Yeah, that's a painting. You know, there's <laughs> paint on that, and that's the perspective of a skull. A. <laughs> It plus. <laughs> wow, art history. I if I don't think there was a class I dropped quicker <laughs> than when I went to the first day of art history and they're like, and now the slideshow and I'm done. We are out. <laughs> you didn't like the slides? No, I couldn't handle it because like I'm gonna have problems being awake anyway. Yeah. Mm. And this, and it, it you know, it's, it's from high school. There, as soon yeah. as the lights go out, you're like, well, th- thank you for my cue. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. There's a dude up there showing slides and droning on in a voice like this. And you're like, I am so asleep. <laughs> it's like, I can't see you to draw and carve shit in the desk. <laughs> uh, looks like I'm going nighty night. So art history. So what, what period did you enjoy the most? Um... Uh, well, I'm I'm doing my thesis on the Renaissance, 16th century Florence. Right now? Yeah. Well, I'm like, it's been a long process of writing my thesis. Right now, I have 130 pages, but it's like the last part of my master's. Uh, so it's still kind of happening. And I'm, I haven't written back to my professor all semester. I've been like running away because we're doing this record that kind of like dominated my life. Because we did it with the guy that just did the Swans record. So he's like super intense. And then like coming off of the Swans record, it's like a lot of intensity still left. Wow. So our recording process was like super intense, uh, even though our music's like not that intense at all. <laughs> uh, this guy, Kevin McMahon at Mercado Studios, it's like studios, records, Mercado Records. Uh, up in, it's like near New Paltz. I forget the name of the town. It's right off of New Paltz. But why is your recording process so intense? It was just intense. I don't know. There's like a lot of like residual intensity left. From Not to Michael ignore Girard. the Renaissance <laughs> thesis, but I must. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, well, like, how many people in the group? There's five. Five. Okay. Yeah. So is it? Do you are all the songs from you? Yeah, I write the songs and then I bring them to practice and we all kind of like look at them and we're like, eh, maybe you play this one by yourself. Hey, let's put some other instruments on this one. There's a song. So does the intensity <laughs> come from the producer? Um, It just came from like, I don't know, just like all six of us, kind of like all our energies together. Mm-hmm. That sounds really hippy dippy. No. He, you're saying that he wasn't, the producer wasn't... Uh soothing anyway. he was he's like super intense he's like really brilliant awesome awesome person but uh yeah he he was just like i wasn't used to like i wasn't used to that the environment because like the last record we did sit resist was like just so easy and it was like mostly just like me and mike the bass player slash my boyfriend um up there with the producer and it was just like a cakewalk and this one was just like super intensive and like every detail was like scoured over and it was mm. it was cool you know because mm. i never looked at making a record that way 
Wow. I don't know. Are you happy with how it turned out? Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to feel insane about it because I'm crazy, but... What does that mean? Like, you want to change things? No, I, I'm just going to feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have put any of these songs on this record. Right. <laughs> That's a big change. Yeah, that would be, like, basically erasing it. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm I'm super happy about it. I just, like, I'm, like, a weird control freak perfectionist, even though I'm not a perfectionist So at all. is it hard for you to finish a song? Um, no, because if it's not done in 20 minutes... It's not going to be Written? a song. Yeah, pretty much. See, when you say you have three songs right now, they're finished. Oh, one of them's not. Okay. But I so know where clock, it's going. You're like, uh, we're at 18. I got two more. Crap. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of just like, uh, I've been reading a lot of like, a lot on like other people's processes and processes. So I'm kind of like trying to figure out the best way to go about it where I could be, uh, you know, more prolific and I don't know, just have more of a structure to my writing. But, um, yeah, I basically feel like if it's not there quickly, it's not going to be there. You huh. can't rework it. Cause then you're just like putting a bunch of energy towards something that you don't even, you know, I don't know. So you don't have any songs that like, you don't have a phrase or a melody floating in your head from five years ago that you want to finish. No, I don't have a um, very good memory. So if it's not like recorded on something, like I had all this, all these ideas on my garage band on my computer, but then my hard drive crashed. So that's all gone. Damn it. This would never have happened with real yeah. to real. <laughs> but it's okay because I don't think that Cassettes they would have become crash. something. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they do come flying out of the fucking yeah. <laughs> case. I can, I can see you like recording something, Brad, and be like, God damn it! Surrounded by tape. The pencil spinning it. Not too tight! (laughs) So something I think is interesting about your band is that obviously you're kind of a part of like the punk scene in a way based on like who you tour with and that kind of stuff. But I feel like you guys could definitely play with bands outside of that world. I mean, is that something you'd like to explore or have you done that? Or where do you kind of feel like it kind of fits in, I guess, because I feel like you're it's not like you sound like no effects or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I like no effects a lot. I do but... too. <laughs> yeah. I love no effects. Um, but yeah, no, we, we definitely don't sound like most of the bands we play with most often. And like most of the bands we tour with, like uh, we just tour with our friends and they happen to be in punk bands. And so that kind of world accepts us, even though we're like kind of towing the line on like adult contemporary at this point, <laughs> um, which is fine, you know? Uh you could get your CD in Starbucks. That's what I would like. I feel like that would be cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've we've played we've played Laura recently Stevenson, with like Carlos Santana, Paul McCartney. Yeah, that would be cool. My mom would be so psyched. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've we've played with like the Felice Brothers recently and bands like that, where it's kind of like branching off. And I feel like those audiences are really receptive to us just based on the way we sound. Like other audiences are receptive to us because they know where we come from, so they're. They're like, oh, these people are cool. They're friends with this band that I came here to see. So, you know, they like them. I'll maybe listen to them, give them a chance. But otherwise, you know, I don't know. It's cool. We're, we're trying to branch out. We're trying to make money. <laughs> well, yeah. Help world. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Starbucks, hopefully. Starbucks, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Man, when they launched a label, people were like, whatever. And they're like, oh, crap. Starbucks, if you're listening. Yeah. Are you there? Mr. Starbucks. <laughs> Mr. Starbucks. <laughs> Wait, Starbuck is from the show 
Well, with the best show ever, the yeah. aliens. Right, but yes. what Starbuck is the show? Is Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Oh, okay. Like, what ancient Greece? Something, right? What is the original? I think it, no, I think it was a play. It's a play called The Rainmaker. I thought Starbuck was like an, is like older than that. Uh, wait a minute, I have Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh yeah, and because everything on well, there aren't is there correct. Like, aren't there, <laughs> remember, Starbuck finds her own body. Aren't there like multiple Starbucks reaching back to like the beginning of the universe? Do we really want this to go? <laughs> no, sorry, <Starbuck> sorry. Because <laughs> we can, but it'll. I'm interested. Uh, we got Wikipedia Dick. open. This. Ah. Uh, uh, that's Moby Dick. Mr. Starbuck. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah, Melville. At least it's American, <laughs> which is what matters. Um, adult contemporary. Yes, it's a very interesting genre. <laughs> it's true because um, uh, it's where people want to end up but never say they want to end up. Mm-hmm. So that's fascinating. You went there. How do you define it otherwise? Adult contemporary or our music? Your music. Um, I don't know. Whenever we're like on tour. It's a terrible question. I hate it. But <laughs> I know. I always just say like. Like the other guy, the other day our van broke down and we got AAA and the guy was like, you guys are in a band? Like, what kind of band are you in? And we were like, oh, rock and roll. I just say rock and roll. Rock and roll. I don't even know. It sounds so nerdy. I want to start saying roll. Yeah, we're just a roll we're, band. We're a roll, roll band. Roll, rolling around. I think that's good. Because I got an argument with, it, with a journalist recently and uh, she said that bands don't get to decide what kind of music they are. That's for the fans to decide. Oh, cool. And I went <laughs> and I said, that's, that's putting a lot on your fans who I don't think are that bright. <laughs> well, yeah. you just have to get other people to define what you are making. Yeah. I feel that's like, that's like, it's like, what kind of band are you? It's like, you tell me what kind of band I am. Yeah. yeah it's like, I don't know. That. Like your job. <laughs> no, it makes sense. But you're, no, you, they, they don't, they don't consciously, the fans don't consciously decide what kind of band it is. What you go to the show and you look at the fans and you're like, oh, it's this kind of band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's it, how it's, it's done. Khaki she was wearing. Like, she was, everyone's yeah. younger yeah. than me. <laughs> that's how I feel at every, every show. <laughs> me oh, too. It's the kind of band where everyone looks 10. This was someone who said punk ended in 77. I was like, eh, I'm not going to have this conversation. <laughs> Stop it right yeah, now. Yeah. That's when people are like, what is emo? And I'm like, cut it I out. Can't have this conversation. He's a little red guy from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible question, you know. It's it's you know it's like can it just be a musician, you know? Can it just be music, you know? But it's it's just I like to hear it from the pers- point of view of the person who crafts the songs. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, I guess like I always say, it starts with like folk music, just because it's me and a guitar, and it's like simple, simple chords, simple melodies, you know. And it's like a lot of a, a lot hanging on the lyrics, which mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of like the definition of folk music to me. But um, then when everything gets arranged and it, like, gets bigger than that, then we take on a lot of, like, our influences from, like, other rock bands and styles that, like, I like, you know. Like, we have a song that sounds like a Built to Spill song because, like, I was like, guess I want to write a Built to Spill song today. So it's going to have fun guitars and it's going to help me learn how to play the guitar better. <laughs> so you like some that. ripping, like, seven-minute-long solos in it? <laughs> yeah, well, like, it's just, like, a lot of, like, weird, like, intricate, like, silly like wow 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 a lot of that yeah <laughs> a lot of wow 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 so yeah, yeah, I know that riff. yeah you know <laughs> it's a pretty cool riff i I'm, gotta get a whammy i'm convinced bar. kurt cobain was a big you know dinosaur jr fan yeah he's like i'm just gonna go write these songs <laughs> well he claims that he's trying to be the pixies yeah ah yeah i guess i'm bleach definitely That's they more... did i mean yeah it's hard to hear it through the 
production and what they ended up with. But that was his goal. Yeah. It's a good goal to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when you say that I'm fascinated with, you know, if a song's, you know, not over, if it takes too long to write, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, how are you, are you that way with lyrics too? Is it all together or is that something that can evolve in the studio? Um, it definitely does not evolve in the studio, but it, it can evolve over time. Um, but yeah, no, not in the studio. Hmm. I, I, it's like a very personal, like weird thing for me. And it has to be very like perfectly, it has to be like perfect for me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to be perfect to anybody else, but like, it has to be like exactly what I want to say, exactly how I want to say it. And well, I have a buddy who's, who's a poet and he, he's a college professor now and a and we were he was my college roommate and he would write poems and i enjoyed reading his poems and i don't poetry to me is mystifying because it's like how do you know if it's good or not like what do you know yeah and so i asked him how do you know if it's good or not and he said well you write everything down you take out what's shit it's pretty good i went okay you know so you so things have to get to a point with you i guess for every song but uh, you know when it's finished what i'm saying yeah yeah do you ha- wish you had like a delay, like we were talking about earlier, like a delay, like on any of your songs? Like, do you have any lyrics that you wish you could change or take back, or like this mm-hmm. bummed someone out and I wish I hadn't said it? Or is it more like? Is there anyone you'd like to apologize to? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely have like some songs where it's like, ugh, like uh, early like songs about my first boyfriend like really embarrassing like silly songs <laughs> um, are those, are those, do people ever request yeah. yeah yeah they do and i don't play them <laughs> yeah Aww. yeah there's this one song mammals off of our first record and it's like it was like my first like love song sort of song and it's just like to me so super lame because i wasn't i wasn't in love and i wasn't even close to it i was just like oh you know like this is what i'm supposed to like feel so like let me just let me just go off of that based on the way other people write about love, kind of, which is like my sociopathic way of like trying to tell someone I loved them, but I didn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't like that song. You can listen to it and it's terrible. A lot of people cover it on YouTube. I'm like, don't sing it. It's bad. But yeah. Other than that, there's, I, I'm like careful to like not like date things in a weird way, like not talk about like, Phones really, <laughs> or like the internet. Any songs about your phone. <laughs> yeah, my iPhone really. four. <laughs> I got the newest one. <laughs> to be able I to love help. that song about the software update you have. It is yeah, yeah, so great. Thank you. To be able to help you in your future writing, I think phone is safe. Yeah, <laughs> but I would take out the phrase rotary. <laughs> you know, or uh, you might, you could probably still get away with facts. Oh yeah, facts. Wanted, yeah, you know, facts. <laughs> but that can hold off. But I don't know. Um, email might hang out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that'll be there for a couple more years. How do you come up with lyrics? Um, lyrics just, first, song uh, melody first, or uh, kind of varies, but lyrics definitely are. Uh, the most important part. Do you have so. a specific place for your lyrics? Like where I write them? Mm. Uh, p- piece of paper that wow. I find. 
Nothing, nothing wrapped in moleskin. No, nothing nice. I have like five old notebooks from school that like have like, you know, one section that hasn't been used. So like a lot of those just have like random. I'll like open one and be like, ah, here's paper. Like I'm running out though. So I don't know. And then like just receipts. Receipts. <laughs> not write them on your iPhone 7? No. I wish I did have an iPhone. I say that. And, uh, <laughs> have you thought about getting one? Is this like, because I feel like at first, like only like my really tech friends, and now I feel like it's like with tattoos, like I don't have any, and like now I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't have any. Yeah. Do you, and I feel like now everyone has kind of an iPhone. It's much. true. And I uh, I have like a weird, like flippy thing. Star Tech? Yeah. <laughs> what is a Star Tech? Steampunk? Flippy one. You have a Steampunk phone? I do. It's Steam operated. Um,. So it's dangerous. <laughs> I'm getting scalded constantly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I was having this conversation the other day that like not having an iPhone is going to be like, wow, you're such a free spirit. Totally, you know, like, totally. yeah, so, cool you know, I, I want a flip phone is probably, you're, you're, <laughs> I think I'd be cool. more productive if I yeah. didn't have it. Because yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're like, you just start messing with it all the time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of afraid. I, I'm already so disconnected from the world. You know, I'm like always on my computer like, oh, I'm on Gawker, I'm on Jezebel, I'm on Twitter. That's like basically it. Gmail. Those are Isn't my that windows. Funny you say you're disconnected from the world when you're using something to connect to places that you can't see. Yeah. Isn't that you know? weird? So you're connected. You know a lot of things that are going on that have nothing to do with anything in your immediate vicinity. Yeah. It's two worlds now. Yeah. I often think about when, when um, you know, we've had people say, sitting on their phone on the train, just look out the window. Like, would you say that to someone who's reading a book? No. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? You'd be like, right on, you're reading a book. Good for you. But, you know, 45 years ago, they'd be like, I'm reading a book for Look out the window. <laughs> that's true. You know? And then 100 years ago when there weren't books, wait. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Back in the steampunk books. Yeah. How am I supposed to turn this page? Stoke the coal! <laughs> Laura Stevenson, uh, who knew that we had uh, one degree of separation between the composer of The Little Drummer Boy? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's crazy. And the fact that even then, it was bullshit over who wrote it and licensing <laughs> rights. For, like, a song that's basically a hymn, right? Yeah. But, you know, probably more so then, though, because, like, it was all about the songwriter, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. But she was awesome, and I love the definition of the cans, because I'm such a dummy. I'm like, oh, it must be in literal cans. She's like, no. As in the verb, can do this. <laughs> Is can even a verb? Did I screw that up? Um, he sorry. asks the writer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is can a verb? I don't... Th- I don't think so. Is it a linking verb? Verbs are like uh, action, action, right? Yeah. That's what's happening. <laughs> oh, God. That's how I learned it. Not how you <laughs> learned it. How did you learn it? I'm just, I'm just laughing at how we can expose our stupidity on these things and not, not edit it out. We're not going to edit this because I want someone who's a grammarian to write us and teach us about can and would and could and should. And I should probably just shut up and pimp the 
website and Facebook page. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy us, uh, go on our website and uh, give us some money. We're not ashamed um, because money is good and it helps support uh, the cool things we do. Uh, Rubber Track Studio out in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Converse is great space that allows us to come in here. Brad makes it all happen. Uh, Jonah gets this amazing guests by doing the smart thing called emailing people and being kind. It's glorious. Uh, if you like us, go on our Facebook page, going off tracks, uh, page and writing something divine. If you like, or hitting a like or doing something, we don't have a comments page on our website because who really cares? Correct. Correct. All right. Next week, uh, more awesomeness and, um, less talk about grammar. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.